Hello, and welcome to another episode of the B2B Founder Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Trainer. Today, it's my pleasure to welcome Mark C. Winters to the podcast. Mark is the co-author of the best-selling book, Rocket Fuel. In addition to being an author, he's also a speaker, a coach, has basically been helping entrepreneurs get unstuck for over 25 years. In this episode, you'll hear Mark and I discuss why we think that most startups have an execution problem and how the integrated role could be the missing link for founders. We go deep on the differences and the relationship between visionaries and integrators, and if you don't know what they are, stay tuned, and how to find the right partner for your business. This is such an important topic that rarely gets talked about. Mark is passionate about changing this narrative and has even launched an academy for integrators. If your business is not growing as fast as you'd like, or you're thinking about starting a business, this episode is probably for you. I have found in both the startup and enterprise world, when there are complementary roles, such as the visionary and the integrator, the organizations were the most effective. There's so much value in this episode. Enjoy, and as a reminder, if you listen to and enjoy this podcast, please subscribe on your favorite platform and share it with your friends and colleagues who might also enjoy it. Thank you for listening, and now, on to the interview. Hey, Brett. Thanks for having me. Good to talk to you today. Yeah, likewise. It's been a long while since our graduate school days. We won't go back how far that is. <laughs> <laughs> the gray hairs may give it away. I think so. Trying to keep them away, but at least you have them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so thank you for joining. Yeah, I read your book, Rocket Fuel, a while ago, so I was super anxious to have you on the show and, and talk to our audience about, about this topic because, you know, at least with a lot of the entrepreneurs I work with, you know, they may or may not have a co-founder and we've had some conversations about, you know, how to kind of find or, you know, pick the right co-founder for mm -hmm. what you are. But I think your book should be mandatory reading for, for any entrepreneur that's, you know, really looking to scale a business probably beyond, you know, the solopreneur, but I would argue that it's important to read your book, even if you are, you're going solo. So before we jump into that though, why don't you give the audience just a little bit of a, a background of what you're working on today, who you're working with, and then we'll we'll get into the book. Yeah. So really who I work with are entrepreneurs that are, you know, stuck in some form or fashion and, and they probably got into a business having a specific vision of what they wanted it to look like and do for them. At that moment, they had aspirations of all kinds of freedom and money and impact working with people that they love and all that. And then, you know, fast forward into the future of too many entrepreneurs and they find themselves in a whole different place. It doesn't look anything like that. Right. And so I'm all about working with folks that are stuck there, helping them get out of that and really, you know, grow their business. And, you know, we focus on helping through this combination of what we call a visionary and an integrator. And, you know, so that's the structure that you're, you're really referring to there. And so the book Rocket Fuel kind of lays out what we call the five rules and five tools to help make that really work for you. And so lately we've been trying to find, you know, new and creative ways to help get that concept in front of more people and, and ultimately help solve this matching problem of how does a visionary entrepreneur 
there get matched up with an integrator if they didn't luck into a situation where they happen to be co-founders and maybe just didn't realize that that's who they, who or what they were. So, you know, we're trying to identify more and more integrators. Uh, we're trying to put them on a path to help show them what it looks like to be really great as an integrator and continue to get better and really master that craft so that then, you know, if they're just learning about it or maybe they are already working with a visionary, how do you maximize that relationship and really tap into that power source to, to have the greatest impact that you can have for the business? Yeah, no, and it makes sense. And, and maybe to get started, just, you know, I'd love to hear your definition of both the visionary and an integrator. It's pretty intuitive, but, you know, I don't want to take anything for chance and maybe just start with the, your definition of the two. Yeah, sure. So the, the visionary entrepreneur is something that most people have heard of, you know, and it's the classic entrepreneur that has tons of ideas. You know, they're, they're cranking out there. Anything that they see seems to inspire some new thought or idea for them. And they really kind of play in the future. So they're looking down the road. They're kind of thinking about where things are headed and, and about how they can maybe position their business along that path to take full advantage of the opportunity, right? They enjoy big external relationships. So, you know, they like to be out there talking to people, whether it's industry relationships or, you know, strategic clients. They're uh, with clients. They're great at kind of coming in at the end to kind of help close the big deals. They kind of like the thrill, the thrill of the kill of being involved with that. So that's that's what they are. You know, they're they're creating the vision and, and helping inspire folks around that. And then the integrator is really, you know, very different than that. While they uh, they can relate to the vision that this visionary is is talking about, you know, they can kind of see what they want, but then they can also see all of the details, all the mechanics that would have to happen in order to actually make that real. So on one level, they they act as kind of a buffer for the organization for you know a lot of the craziness frankly, that the visionary may have to kind of help them get focused in on the things that are in alignment with the, with the plan, with the strategy that they can actually, you know, get their hooks into and do something with. And then they're all about execution and follow through and, you know, project management and timelines and, you know, keeping commitments and leading and managing the folks that are in the organization, really working harmoniously through and between the different leaders on the leadership team for leaders of the different functions so that they can all begin to align together and, really pull the same direction and make progress moving the company forward. So, you know, very different skill sets, very different type of, of wiring inside the visionary and the integrator. And, you know, of course, what we see is in an entrepreneurial business, when you get those two things together, it can really, it can really pop. You asked too, Brett, about kind of size of business and stage of business. And so typically what we see is it mostly a function of people, number of people. And so when a company has about 10 people, they're kind of moving from that solo entrepreneur stage where, you know, it's not the visionary entrepreneur just kind of doing it all themselves or doing it all themselves with a couple of helpers, but they're really kind of starting to think about, all right, how can we get some other strong leaders in here and really build a leadership team and kind of move up that path? You know, that's kind of where it frequently starts is about 10 people, you know, maybe on up to 250 people or so. And that's where there's a lot of benefit of visionary integrator structure for sure. No, it makes it makes perfect sense because one of the stats, you know, I would like to talk about on this show is, you know, less than 5% of all startups ever make it to a million dollars and, you know, and less than, you know, 1% ever get to 10 million. And I'm always advocating that it's more of an execution issue than it is an idea issue. There's more ideas than 1% that should get to grow that business. No question. 
it sounds based on some of the work you've done and the book you've written that probably in line with what you've seen, right, with the companies you work for. Is it an execution more than the vision? So 100%. I mean, I have seen and frankly, I have drawers of great ideas. I mean, you know, there's great ideas laying around all over the place. But you know, if you can't execute on it, if you can't make it happen, you know, it's just not powerful. It's not impactful. And, you know, one way to think about this is the visionary entrepreneur is the one that, you know, they make it up. But the integrator is really the one that makes it happen. They make it real. And, you know, they, they allow this visionary's vision to manifest. And so that's all about understanding and execution and being able to get stuff done through the, the human capital that's, that's in an organization. And it's not a natural thing for a lot of visionary entrepreneurs. It makes, makes sense. And love your perspective too on, because I know other people out there think, oh man, I don't have a co-founder. Do I need to go get an integrator co-founder? Or is it, can you partner with folks? I mean, what's the kind of the role of the integrator as, as you grow? Does it have to be the co-founder or is there a way to bring an integrator into the business that can help you as you start to scale it? Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that. So I would say it's actually less frequently that it is a co-founder. Oh, interesting. Uh, so, I mean, when that happens, I think that's great. And frankly, the structure in a number of times when we've seen that happen has probably been a sort of a, a saving grace for the partnership because it, it let them really clarify their roles instead of kind of stepping on each other all the time. So it certainly can be, but, but yeah, it's, that's not a requirement. So, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, they kind of do what they can with what they've got and they, they evolve to this place again, you know, 10 people or so where there's enough to do that. They're like, you know what, you know, we, we need to get some structure around this and that's when they bring in an integrator. Some people, you know, get way farther down the path before they finally do. But what's interesting is I've seen folks who have had a successful visionary integrator relationship with a business business grows, they have some kind of a, an exit event, they sell it, you know, whatever, some kind of a positive exit. And they are so impressed by how it worked to get there that they go on to their next business. And who do you think their very first hire is? Yeah, right. It's yeah. an integrator. They're, yeah. they're like, man, I don't want to start this thing from scratch without that person. And so they make that their first strategic hire. And, you know, the whole question of, you know, co-founder of, you know, ownership or partnership or whatever, we get asked that a lot. And frankly, there's no single right answer there as to, you know, the way it has to be. Sometimes there's ownership involved. Many times there's not, you know, so it really runs the gamut from, you know, somebody who's a, who's a partner on some level in the company to somebody who is, you know, getting a salary and, and anything and everything uh, in between. In fact, you've got some folks who are, who are part-time integrators. So there's a whole sort of cottage industry that's, that's been spawned from this. We talk about as fractional integrators, just like a fractional, you know, CFO or a fractional marketing executive, you know, it, it applies to the integrator function as well. No, it makes them, we were talking a little bit offline too with, you know, know your strengths, right? And I think part of your book talks about the visionary skill set and the integrator skill set and trying to identify who you are. I think at some level, we all kind of know, but, you know, after reading your book, looking back, even at my corporate career, you know, some of my most efficient teams that I was on, I was surrounded by integrators, right? That were yeah. really good at the details and the process and enjoyed doing it. It was really a good team where in other roles, maybe there was a couple of us that were more on the visionary. Could, you could do the execution and the integration work, but those never quite ran as well because of the fact 
there was competing, I don't know if it was competing objectives or competing visions, but I, th- I just think this is so important from a, a growth standpoint. And I love the idea and the, you, know, you mentioned your first hire as an integrator, right? As you start to build, you got to have somebody that loves to get into the details and you know, the muck of it to help put the structure and the process in place to, to allow the business to grow. Yeah, you got to make sure that you, between you, you have all the capabilities that you need. So on those teams, in your example, you know, it could have been that you were missing some capabilities. It could have been that you had such similar capabilities within the folks on the team that there was role confusion and kind of you're stepping on each other, right? So, so those are both issues that, you know, that can slow you down. Yeah, without a doubt. I'm just curious back, you know, when you went the entrepreneurial route, you know, what was the uh, the genesis for writing the book? Was it something that you found working with businesses that w- was a gap and you identified it? What was, you know, what led you down that path? Yeah. So, so Gino Wickman coined the terminology of visionary and integrator. And so in his work, you know, he, he's the creator of the entrepreneurial operating system EOS. And so in his work with small entrepreneurial leadership teams, he saw that he had a, he had a personal experience experience with it. And he saw that in a bunch of his clients. And so when he and I met and started working together, you know, he sort of threw this idea out as, Hey, you know, what if we wrote a book around this? And it just happened that, yeah, I had actually seen that in my client work. I actually had an experience in my professional past in one of my companies that I operated that was the exact same thing. And so it really resonated with me. And, uh, you know, and again, the more people that we work with, we just kept seeing more and more examples uh, that was evidence that this was a, you know, this was a real thing and it was a powerful thing. Yeah. So we decided to write the book. Okay. And the rest is history as they yeah, say. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so digging into it, you mentioned a little bit earlier, the five rules and five tools and, you know, without giving away, you know, the farm and the books so people go out and read, it, which I do highly recommend. And we'll get to it kind of at the end, some other resources that you have, you know, what is kind of the, you know, the framework is that if I'm a, a founder of a business and I'm thinking this is the first time I'm kind of hearing, you know, this concept, what's, what's the best way to get grounded or get started, I guess would be, you know, a better way of phrasing it. So, so let me back up. So the, the way that we think about the journey, the rocket fuel journey, if you will, is there's kind of three stages. So the first one we call crystallize, and that's really to get familiar with the concepts of, you know, just like we're going through a little bit here today, what do these terms even mean? And what does this look like with two of these people are are working together? What does that structure look like? So you need a certain level of understanding to make a decision of, you know what, yeah, this is something that I, it sounds good to me. It could, it could help me. You know, I, I want to know more or it doesn't, right. You may look at it and go, you know what, this isn't something that, that I have any interest in. And so then you can just move on and, and go a different direction. If you feel like it's promising in the crystallized stage, then the next stage is to connect to connect with that complementary counterpart, right? So if you're a visionary, it's to get that integrator. If you're an integrator, it's to find that visionary to actually make the connection that is going to be a fit. And so there's lots of things we could talk about around, you know, how do we make sure that that fit looks right? But then once you're together, the third phase is to really maximize that relationship. And that's, you know, that's tapping into the power that's there. It's taking the, the natural friction that comes from two people that are wired very differently, that are going to want to butt heads and through structure blending that friction into into power which is really what the what the term rocket fuel is based on so so that's the path and for somebody you know coming into it or just kind of 
trying to get their head around crystallizing here. It's really all about a structure where you take those two different personalities that we described, not really personalities, but, but, you know, wiring sets, intrinsic capability sets. And, you know, the five rules and five tools that we talk about five rules is about how these two are going to work together. Right. So what are some disciplines that we can give them for how they can work together to, again, take those natural tendencies to frustrate each other and, and turn it into a powerful relationship? And one of the most powerful rules of the five rules is, is a simple thing we call stay on the same page. And, you know, what tends to happen uh, left to their own devices is, you know, the visionary is doing their thing and they're saying a lot of stuff, thinking a lot of things, you know, they're playing, you know, five miles down the road or, you know, 500 miles down the road from where we are. And the integrator is kind of back at the farm and they're, you know, taking care of stuff, but they're totally disconnected from where the visionary's head is. And so they're doing what they're doing. And then when they get back together, they're both frustrated. Because the visionary has been doing something that's detrimental to what the integrator is trying to get done. The integrator is doing something that's not in line at all with what the visionary is seeing and wants to be working on. And so, again, that's where the headbutting starts to starts to come into play. So we have a tool, a discipline that we call the same page meeting, which is simply this. The visionary and the integrator must get together at least once a month, more often than that early in the relationship. But you know, once it matures at least once a month and basically lock themselves in a room committed to the idea that we're not coming out of here until we're hundred percent on the same page about everything that's going on or is about to go on. And so both of them, you know, bring their list of ideas that they've been thinking about, you know, here's something that you know, I'm not feeling good about right now. Here's something that's coming up that I know you may see differently than I do. You know, here's some other piece of information that I need to give you a heads up on whatever it might be. They both kind of come with their list and they, they come into this meeting. And the first thing they do is they really start sharing stories. So, so set the list aside for a second. Let's connect as, as humans. And you know, I think you've heard me, you know, tell a story about one of my clients referring to this relationship as a, as their business spouse or their business marriage. I mean, it's that level of relationship. It's super important in your world. So it's worthy of investing the time to kind of get to know the other person and kind of what's going on with them. So, you know, Hey, tell me what's going on with your kids. Tell me what's going on with your, you know, your family or that vacation place you bought or, you know, whatever it might be and really kind of have that exchange. So we're really connected on a much deeper level as humans first, that gives us the foundation to really build a, a trusting relationship on. And then from there, we just start throwing out our different things on our issue list and talking them through and working them through. And so, you know, here's one of mine and we go through that lots of questions. Maybe there's different perspectives and we debate and go back and forth. You know, who's going to make the decision here? We've got to get our heads around that. And ultimately we get to some place that is uh, either, if not all the way on the same play page, much closer to on the same page. So we're clearly not uninformed or out of sync. And then, you know, you throw one of your, things out there off of your list. And we go through and, you know, some sessions, these may take an hour. Sometimes they may take all day. And, you know, I've got visionaries and integrators that they'll do these on a golf course. They'll go to dinner and do it. They'll go smoke cigars and do it. Right. So it's not so much about, you know, where you do it, but it's about that commitment, that discipline to actually sit down and talk this stuff through and get it all out there on the table and make sure that you are really a hundred percent in sync, a hundred percent on the same page. So when you come out of that meeting and you go back out into the organization or the outside world, you know, you're two halves of the same brain. 
you may explain it a little differently than I do, but the heart of it is not going to be that far apart. Right. And so we are, we are operating as a, as a single unit. So staying on the same page is probably, you know, if not, if not the most important is one of the most important of the five rules that we teach. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Back to communication, right? If, mm-hmm. Ideally, is this meeting just between those two? Is this a bigger staff meeting or just the two? Nope, it's just the two. It's just the visionary and the integrator. You know, there's another uh, discipline that's really more of a tool to make sure that the leadership team is staying on the same page through their weekly meeting discipline. But this is really just the visionary and the integrator. And in the beginning, you know, Hey, we, we do it more often. So if, if we just got connected, we just got paired up, we may have this meeting once a week, you know, and it may be longer, you know, it may spend 90 minutes a day. And, and then just over time, the commitment is at least once a month, we've got to sit down and spend as much time as it takes to get there. And what I find Brett is working with somebody and they've got a problem, you know, and you, you kind of start digging into what the root cause of the problem is. And all of a sudden you realize, well, you know, you guys are on the same page. Have you been doing your same page meetings? Well, no. And they kind of, they, they got over or sort of, or, or you'll hear this. Well, our offices are right next door to each other. We see each other every single day. Well, that's a different interaction. When you happen to bump into each other in the hall is not the same as sitting down across the table from each other with some, you know, serious ideas that you've been thinking about of stuff you want to make sure you are synced up with that other person on, right? So it really is a discipline. It really requires commitment from both parties. If if one of them's not committed, you know, it's going to be problematic. And and then you just got to do it. And you know, the the integrator has a big role there because typically charge them with making sure that it happens, right? Because they can corral the visionary. They can make sure that it gets on their schedule. You know, they can make sure that it happens. But even sometimes you'll have an integrator who's doing their very best to do all the right things there. And the visionary just keeps blowing it off or whatever. And, you know, that's not going to work. You know, that won't be a, a healthy relationship if they're not both fully committed to that discipline. Yeah, and I love the analogy of a marriage or a work marriage because it's true, right? I mean, we're oh, the same house with our spouse every day if you're married. And if you're not communicating, it doesn't mean just because you're passing each other that, you know, everything's healthy and you're on the same page. So, you know, it makes that makes perfect sense. I do want to go back just a little bit because I think, at least for me, and I'm guessing a lot in the audience will have the question is, you know, how do I find that right integrator? And, you know, the other area I hadn't thought of completely related is if I am an integrator, how do I find the right, you know, visionary to, to partner with? So maybe you could take us into, I, we, we don't have that much time to go super deep, but I mean, I would love to get your perspective on how. Yeah, so good. And, and actually, let me throw another nugget along that path, just in terms of how do I know if I'm a visionary or an integrator? Yeah. Right. So we gave kind of the high level description, but there's, you know, on our website, there's an assessment that you can take that basically gives you a score around your visionaryness or your integratorness. You know, it's an indicator. It's not a pass fail thing, but it just kind of gives you an indicator to help you kind of think about that internally. So, but let's say that you're clear that you are this or you are that, and now you're ready to find that, that complimentary counterpart. So in the book, we lay out a seven step connection process really for visionaries to go out and look. And so just a couple of observations without going into every little step. The first part of it for the visionary is really about introspection. It's about looking at themselves. And it's about, uh, if you think about that, that assessment that I referenced, you know, they've taken that and you're going to want your integrators to take that and your pattern in the assessment that you took, we think of it as the, as a two piece puzzle. 
So that pattern is part of what shapes the edge of your puzzle piece, right? Yeah. And so we want a puzzle piece that fits together just right, right? So there's, there's not big gaps in between the pieces. There's not a ton of overlaps. They don't look exactly the same, but it just fits together just right. Where between us, we've got, you know, we got everything that we need. We've got all the core capabilities. You know, we're going to be really comfortable and clear in our respective roles. So that's a really important part of the process. So the the seven-step connection process really takes a visionary through looking at and thinking about that, thinking about other profiling systems that they may use to look at themselves and think about people that, they, that they've taken. It looks at their readiness as a visionary to actually bring an integrator and kind of takes them through some checks there because we see different types of readiness. Some visionaries aren't really ready to make the financial investment that's going to be required to bring on an integrator. They can clearly see how much it may cost them, but they haven't really thought about what are the benefits? What are the impacts that I'm really going to receive? And, and so we've got, you know, a method to kind of help them think about that. You know, are they really at a stage of their, of their life where they have, you know, lifestyle readiness? Are they, you know, at a time where, you know what, I've got kids that I want to spend more time with now. So I'm, it makes me more ready to let go of some of the things that I, I really want to let go of, or am I still at that stage where I really want to be in everything and hang on to everything and, and all that. So they got to be ready. You know, the company has a, has a certain profile that they've got to understand, you know, how much visionary does this company need? What, what, you know, type of an integrator does this company need? So there's a fit there. And we think about those as kind of the visionary spectrum and the, and the integrator spectrum. So it's almost like a, like a three piece puzzle that's coming together. So how do the visionary and the integrator fit together? How do those two fit together with the actual business at the stage the business is at? And so once you understand that now it's time to take our message to the world in terms of what I'm looking for. And you know, a couple of different paths you can go there. One is really just to leverage your network of folks. Many, many, many visionaries have found their integrators just by putting the message out to the network that, hey, I'm looking for an integrator. Here's what that looks like. Here's what, what, what the job description is. Here's what I want them to do for me. Do you know anybody? And, you know, that through, you know, kind of cascading across the network has brought them, you know, this person that they wouldn't have found any other way if they haven't tapped into that. There are recruiters that are beginning to specialize in integrator recruiting. And so just like you might do a, a retained search for a COO or a marketing VP or a, a head of sales or whatever, you know, you, they'll do a search for you for an integrator and they've got practice and, you know, they're aligned with, you know, what the structure and, and the parameters that we've laid out in rocket fuel. So there's some folks that are getting really good at that. We've got some, uh, some resources on our website listed of, of those, those different companies. There's also people that I think I mentioned this earlier that will do fractional integration. And so think of that like a firm where you can bring somebody in on a, on a fractional basis, maybe one day a week, maybe two days a week. They may be remote from you, which, you know, now remote isn't as nearly as big a deal as it, as it used to be. Right. Everybody's all of a sudden become a, a zoom expert, but that's kind of a cool thing because it lets you sort of date before you get married. Right. So I can see what it's like to work with this person and kind of get their feet wet, get them to learn a little bit about my company, learn a bit, a little bit about me and, you know, do some projects, do some things and kind of see how, see how that works, see how we feel about it, see how we work together. If it works well, you may expand that relationship over time. And at some point they may join you full time in that position. Uh, some of those folks, part of their proposition is they'll kind of fill it for a little while, but part of the assignment is they will, help you with the search. So they'll kind of replace themselves with the right fit 
the right fit candidate. Depending on how much you want to spend and how fast you want to go, there's lots of different paths that you can take. Yeah, that's good. I love that idea too, you know, for you, then with you, right, as the transition. And I've got to believe, at least I'm starting to see more folks that have that skill set. They may not know they're an integrator, but with World of Worlds going, you know, one of the things I've been advocating, and I wish I could take credit for this, but, you know, the job force is becoming more like a major studio movie production, right? You're going to bring in these 15 different people for this 12 to 18 month period to build this whatever you're building, and then everybody goes down their separate way under their next project. I don't think a lot of people are thinking like that. So if I'm looking, if the, I think you had mentioned, I've heard you mention in the past that it's, you know, the ratio is like four to one of visionaries to integrators. So finding these integrators is not going to be easy. And if they don't necessarily consider themselves that, you know, is there the best way to kind of identify? So we could find the recruiter, but there's probably some diamonds in the rough. For sure. Skill sets that we should be looking for that you've seen that have translated very well into an integrator role. Yeah. So, so that's where the assessments come into play. So, so if you have a company and you have a team, you know, with that general description of here's what an integrator is, here's what they do. You may see somebody that you suspect on your team, you know what, they may actually be one. Well, have them take the assessment, have them, you know, take, take our visionary integrator assessment and see, see what it says. That'll at least help you with a having a conversation around it. Right. And, you know, you're right. I mean, the integrators are the scarce commodity in this whole deal, you know, just because there's for every four visionaries, there's one integrator. It it actually is a little worse because that one integrator isn't a perfect fit for all four of them. They might be a perfect fit for just one or two of them. Right. And so, you know, we're really at rocket fuel focused on how do we identify more integrators out there in the world? This is why, you know, if you know of somebody who may be one, have them go take that assessment. And then for those that, that identify with it, they go, yeah, this is me. What's cool is you'll hear those folks say, yeah, that, that, that is me. Now I know what I am. It's like this, this crazy self-discovery light bulb that goes on. And then we want them to kind of make it known. You know, how do we, how do we get them to start putting the word out that, Hey, I am an integrator and either in their own company, go and begin to, to try to pursue that, that responsibility or, or maybe elsewhere, try to pursue that responsibility. And so we're really also focused on helping train them, right? So we want to, we want to take somebody who knows they're an integrator and we want to show them, here's what it looks like to be truly great as an integrator. And here's where you are. And so here's kind of the gaps you need to fill to, to come along that curve so that you could really master this craft, right? I mean, it's a profession, just like if you're a, you know, an accounting expert or a sales expert or an operations expert, whatever it might be, somebody can really be an integrator as a craft and they can spend a lot of their focus really mastering that craft and that's going to help them have tremendous impact in the world and they're they're desperately needed by by visionaries that are out there that are going man yeah i want one but where do i find one yeah i think that that's so good because if you look even more macro right there's all sorts of groups and i don't say training programs but for ceos and founders you know they can get together and you know talk things out you know for i'm drawing a blank uh, vistage and you know, yeah, EO, YPO, Vistage, yeah. you know, C12, Tab. I mean, there's tons of CEO groups, right? And and so that's another thing we've noticed in the, the communities that we have for integrators is is there's this this wow, they look around and they're like, I'm not alone. There's other people like me. And so they can learn from each other. And so yeah, there's uh, you know, we try to help them through through peer groups as well. 
Yeah, I know we're starting to run short on time, but I did want to one follow up question with the the integrators. So from their perspective, knowing when they've identified this is, you know, my skill set, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, what are some of the things the integrators should be looking at from the visionary, right, to make sure it's it's a good fit? Because as a visionary, I know who I need to help me run the operations. But on the flip side, I don't know if that gets as much attention, making sure the integrator makes the right selection. Yeah, right? so great, great question. So, so let's, let's assume that they've both taken the assessment. Okay, so they've got the, the 40 questions on either side. And so it's a process where basically they lay those things down side by side. And so the integrator should be doing this too as part of their due diligence on a relationship. And what you're looking for on each question is you're looking for areas where you're both really high or you're both really low. So if between us, let's just say it's you and I, Brett, yeah. if between us we had you know half the questions we're both really low on, we're probably not a very good pair. We're probably not a very good duo. We're going to have gaps. We talk about that as a gap score. We'd have a high gap score. And so, so that's not a great combination. And then the, the flip side of that is if we had a large number of the questions where we were both really high, what do you think the problem with that would be? Yeah. Too, too much overlap. Right. And what's the, what's going to be the downside of overlap? That's a good question. What, we're going to fight for, we're going to fight for the wheel. Right. I mean, we're, we're both going to want to do that. We're both instinctively going to try to go there. And so if we're not really crystal clear on roles, that's going to be a problem. So you have to be crystal clear on the role definition. And with that, you can handle a little bit of overlap, a little bit of overlap is not a big deal, but we have too much. It's just, it's just going to be frustrating to both of us. Right. So for an integrator, that's the thing. You take the assessment, make sure that your, your prospective visionary takes it and then, and then walk them through that conversation. Interesting. And then just one last follow-up question to that, because I know you can take the assessment and assume the, the gaps aren't, you know, too broad with the same or the, you know, I forget what you mentioned, the, uh, the gap score, but there still has to be a personality. So even though the skill sets aligned, you still got to make sure one, the, the visionary is ready for this and two, the personalities are going to mesh, right? Yeah. So, so, you know, personalities, I mean, that's just kind of normal, uh, you know, normal hiring stuff. Although here's the watch out there is a, a visionary will hurt themselves hiring somebody that they like their personality. Interesting. A visionary doesn't need to go hire another one of them and that's who they want to hire. That's who they like. Right. So I've had multiple visionaries tell me, man, I would not have hired this person, but you know, the, the profile of the, of the assessment and some other profile that they used, whether it's, you know, Colby or culture index or predictive index or whatever, right? There's all these different systems out there. And, and so I really encourage that to be part of the process, right? In terms of the visionary, understanding them and understanding that fit, what's that going to look like, right? So, so that's, a, that's a big piece of it too. Interesting. Yeah, and it makes perfect sense when you talk about it. It seems so intuitive, but it's such a gap in the startup world. So, you know, one, thank you for doing this because I, and I'm also really excited to see the work you're going to do with the integrators because you kind of mentioned early on, I think that's the biggest gap with some of these companies, you know, success or failure is somebody that can help execute and integrate as you're starting to, to grow the business. So, Perfect. All right. So one, two questions for you. One last one on the business side, and that is, you know, what's next for you and, you know, the team at Rocket Fuel? You know, what, what can we expect here in the next 
Yeah, so so we're we're super excited about something we've recently launched called Rocket Fuel U, Rocket Fuel University, which is a it's basically it's the gateway. So for all things visionary integrator, for all things rocket fuel, folks come into Rocket Fuel U, and you know the first thing that they get is a sort of a foundational training called Rocket Fuel 101. So it's video based training to take you through a lot of the concepts from the book and really make sure you understand what is a visionary, what is an integrator, what does a structure look like that kind of sets them up for for success to make that decision of who they are and whether or not this is something that can really be helpful to them. And then once they, they pass that course, they move into a community of visionaries and integrators and folks that want to see visionaries and integrators be successful. We call that the launch pad community. And that's where everything really starts. So once you know who you are and know that this is something for you, uh, then we can help you move in the right direction. And, you know, as an example, an integrator from there would go into the integrator academy we have several different training programs for them, one of which is called the Maximizer. And that's like the master class for integrators for them to, you know, see what it looks like to be really great as an integrator and, and, and learn what they need to do so that they can do it. And then for those that, that successfully complete the Maximizer program, they'll be invited to join our integrator certification program. And so that's where we can really, you know, help them meet the requirements to, to be able to use official designation as either a, a professional integrator or a certified integrator, which is just, you know, again, it's just like a profession. If they really w- want to become great at it and really master their craft, then we want them to aspire to that. And then for visionaries that are, as they look for integrators, you know, we'll want them to be looking for certified integrators because they know they're going to be, they're going to be the best. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think too, you know, with the recent change of the pandemic causing more virtual work and people really starting to question what they want to do from a career. And I know there's a number of folks, you know, I know personally that are in the enterprise world, you know, that they don't see themselves in entrepreneurship because they don't see themselves as a visionary. I don't have this great idea, Mm. but, you know, hopefully listening to this and start to spread the word that there is a role for you in entrepreneurship if you want it, if you have the skill set. Yeah, well, that's where I'll, I'll make a plug for, for Gino's new book, Entrepreneurial Leap. You know, we talked about that a little bit before, but that's that's a great for somebody who thinks they might be an entrepreneur or somebody that somebody told them maybe they would be an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurial Leap by Gino Wickman would give them a great start to, to kind of see if that's the right thing for them. And just to clarify, that's your co-author on Rocket Fuel and done a lot of work with EOS. Uh, 100%. Gino's a great, great friend of mine and co-author on Rocket Fuel. Yeah. So give, give his new book a look. Oh, that's awesome. And, you know, also plug your website, you know, Mark Winners and also the Rocket Fuel. There's so much good content from YouTube videos to the assessments that spend a few hours there. I guarantee you'll, you'll, you'll figure out where and how you would play in this entrepreneurial world. Yeah. Right? Appreciate that. Yeah. MarkCWinners.com and yeah, pretty much Mark C winners on any of the, any of the socials. So we try to keep it simple, consistent. All right. So one last question that I like to ask anybody or everybody that I have on the program is what is one thing that you would highly recommend? It could be either personal or professional. So I'm going to give you one that hopefully nobody else has given you uh, and it's an app and it's called focus at will. And so, you know, one of the disciplines that we strongly encourage folks to do is, is to take a clarity break. And if you're going to be a, a leader, you really need to be clear to, uh, you know, protect your own confidence so that you can really, you know, help your team and protect their confidence. And so it's an app that you listen to that has 
musical tracks that are scientifically designed to get you in a focused state. There's all different genres of music, different intensities, different beat levels and whatever. So when I go do a clarity break, you know, I used to go to a Starbucks. Actually, now I can go and sit outside, but you know, I'll put my noise canceling headphones on and I'll put this focus at will app on. And uh, I mean, it just with a blank pad of paper and a pen, it just gets me in the zone to really, really focus and, and do the clarity work that I need to, to reorganize the stuff that's in my brain. So focus at will. Focus at will. Duly noted. I'll add that to the show notes as well. And that's definitely something that I can use. And just maybe quick follow up on your clarity breaks. Is this a 15 minute thing that you do daily or how do you, how do you? So, So everybody's pattern is different. Mine is once a week for 90 minutes. Okay. Once a week for 90 minutes. Yeah, I've kind of shifted from night owl to more of a morning person. Yep. I kind of get a lot of my really good work in before 8 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> years ago, I never would have said, but this I think would be be really helpful. And so, Mark, right, I really go. want to be respectful of your time. I appreciate you coming on the show. There is so much value. Again, highly encourage the listeners to go check out Mark C. Winners and Rocket Fuel. You will not be disappointed. And maybe we'll check in with you in another year, just not even that, to see how the Integrator Academy at Rocket Fuel is going. And, you know, hopefully we'll have some inquiries of folks looking for help. Sounds great, Brett. Thanks for having me on, man. Have a great rest of your day. Good to talk. You too. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye.